genre. Hi, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And we're from Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the entire Back to the Future trilogy one minute at a time. Like the minute when Principal Strickland becomes a vigilante hero of the wasteland after Biff takes over Hill Valley in the alternate 1985 timeline. I I don't... Wait, I don't, I don't remember Or that. the minute where we learn that Dr. Emmett Brown is secretly the saxophone king of Hill Valley. Hold on. When, when did that or when, did that happen? when we slowly start to realize that George McFly may have murdered both of his parents. Okay, now I don't I don't remember that being in the movies. Well, Scott, that's because none of those things are actually in the movies, but it's all stuff that we talk about on Back to the Future Minute. Back to the Future Minute, available at DuelingGenre.com and wherever you get your podcasts. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And we have Nick Jimenez with us once again. Welcome back, Nick. Yeah, Nick Jimenez and the Weird Sisters. You know, I was going to make a and the news joke, and I didn't because I wasn't sure how to make it work, and that's perfect. Thank you. And the Weird Sisters. Um, <laughs> today we're talking about Minute <laughs> Victoria, you're staring at me so blankly. Um, on, on Back to the Future Minute, uh, every time they introduce themselves, Nick is, uh, Nick Matt is in the news. Ah. Okay. Since the beginning, and I, it makes me very happy. No, yep. no, and unfortunately, I, I, I apologize. I do not listen to any Minute by Minute <gasps> podcast whatsoever. Not How one. dare you? <clears throat> I'm glad it makes you happy, because it makes a lot of people really unhappy. No, I, I enjoy it. Oh, I think why would it make I people love, unhappy? I like the playfulness of it. Like, I'm... Oh, I, I, I enjoy stuff like that. So today, today we're talking about Minute 122 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Minute 122 starts with Ron inspecting the room. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but the very, very end of last minute, he says, uh, Harry thinks it's a graveyard. And he says, it's not a graveyard. It's a chessboard. There's a pause. There's a pause. That's in this minute. Oh. It's a chessboard. We'll get there. It's like a couple seconds. He does have like a few. Well, okay, first. And minute 122 ends with uh, with the kids taking their positions on the board. So Ron has a few seconds where he's like, there's like a like a good pause between the two halves of his sentence when he says, it's not a graveyard. He like walks onto the board. He walks between the giant chess pieces and he kind of like, like takes it in for a second like he's trying to confirm what he thinks it is not only that but i think because he actually really likes chess yeah he's kind of just marveling at like is this a giant chess set like it's a chess he probably thinks it's awesome like this is awesome mm-hmm. like how, how how awesome it is to be on a giant wizard's chess board yeah for someone I think who's it's really, really cool the uh the pieces according to um the like behind the scenes stuff that I've got the, the the film wizardry book that I have that follows this talks about how these chess pieces are uh, constructed by 
set designer Stuart Craig. The uh, original design for them came from a, a gentleman named Cyril Nomberg. And they're each sculpted um, by Bryn Court. They're 12 feet high. And they move wow. mechanically. Wow. Can you imagine, imagine being the age of these actors walking onto that set for the very first time? <sighs> It'd be so amazing. They're they're just the pieces themselves are are so big, and I I feel like I don't. The bad thing about these is no one can take these home after the after a wrap. Yeah. I have the knight that I rode on. It's at my house. Um, he doesn't have the knight, the whole knight, but he does have a piece of it. Oh, um, that's awesome! According to uh, like a little behind the, uh, the scenes snippet that I, that I read, um, he got to take a piece of the, he got to take a piece of it home since they destroy it in the, in the end of the scene here. So I think that's fun. It's still a, it's a little memento of some sort. We'll get to that. Actually, we won't even see it get destroyed this week. I feel like even if you were just an extra in one of these movies, you would swipe something. Oh man, I would totally, what would you, if you could take any like piece of, of like a set piece, like a like a like something you could carry home with you from this particular movie. From this particular movie, yeah. What would you take? Uh, probably Neville's Remember All. Oh, I like oh, that. That's a good choice. That's a, that is a good choice. Good choice. Oh man. What would you want, Victoria? Mmm. I really like the idea of just like potion bottles. Yeah. I love mm. potion bottles and so I'd want a potion bottle You're, of yeah, some yeah. sort. Something oh, in the classroom. classroom. You know you know what would be really cool? Imagine getting framed the notes that Daniel Radcliffe wrote in Potions class. <gasps> yeah, oh, there that you would go. be so cute. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Brew glory, bottle fame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stopper uh, death. Stopper uh, death. Put a stopper on death. <laughs> It's perfect. That's funny. Uh, I I think I want the snitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah no, totally. that makes sense. For you. Ooh, that big! I always loved that big crate that all of the balls came in. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing mm -hmm. with the lock on it. Yeah, I think it's yeah. really cool. I love the way I love the way the the shield at the top of it opens up to show the the snitch inside. Totally. I think that's really yeah. cool. It's just really cool. Scott and I are huge nerds for production design, and this, this this whole saga is just filled with just mammoth work by by designers and it's all just yeah. so cool. and that's why you want i mean i'm looking at it right now i have a i have a marauders map uh movie prop replica on my on mm. my wall and oh, that's fantastic and you develop kind of weird little emotional connections to these items that aren't real i believe because so much work and and heart was put into all of them yeah Absolutely. No, I I love replica that kind of stuff. I have yeah. I have Snape's I have a Snape wand replica. Oh yeah, I remember going to Barnes and Noble when Fantastic Beast was coming out and seeing a um a uh, a Tina Goldstein wand because poor because Tina Goldstein is like my new favorite character in the universe now. Uh, so yeah, I actually have a little Funko Pop of her somewhere in my in nice. My room. Yeah. Oh, Funkos. Oh, Victoria is very familiar I with Funko I have collecting. all of the Harry Potter, not all the Harry Potter <laughs> characters, but I have the trio and I have Dumbledore and Snape and Hagrid in a yes. Funko form, as well as all of their little pets, like a little tiny little mini fox figures, and yeah. uh, Victoria is the biggest whatever. collector I know. 
Oh man, <laughs> my house looks like a toy store. It's great. You yeah, would get fun. along with my with my roommates. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't have a lot of replica stuff, but I did I love to bring it back. I did have the wizard chess set. That's cool. When I was did in, what happened to it? I don't know. Aww. I think I got that for Christmas too. Like they were plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now they got the fancy one that's like Pewter pretty pricey, but it's yeah. yeah they're like they're like harder. They're like plastic. resin. Because they know resin. that. Because they know that we're adults now, and we have like actual money that we'll waste on that stuff. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we gotta up our quality. On I this. Uh, yeah. I would buy a new I would buy a new wizard chess set. I haven't played chess in a long. time. And then time. you'd have to teach me chess because I've never played chess. Yeah. Well, I, I joined chess club in elementary yeah. school, and mm-hmm. I I can't really remember, but I think at least a percentage of the reason for doing so is because of this part in the book. And the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I um yeah I really liked the the chess set. Yeah, I remember like a friend of mine teaching me how to play, and then I got it for Christmas after this movie came out. I would have thought maybe instead of taking a piece of the giant knight that he would have just taken like a piece from the smaller set. Ooh, yeah. Because that's like his set. Yeah, Yeah, then you just have a whole piece to have with you. Mm -hmm. Those pieces are cool. We talked about them because those pieces are based on like an old chess set that was excavated from like a thousand years ago or something ridiculous. Yeah. I really like the idea of Arthur Weasley like teaching young Ron how to play chess. Aww, me too that's cute me too because like who else would have done it you know no, yeah, definitely not i don't think brothers. any of his older brothers yeah no. i don't think it's brothers definitely no. his dad it's gotta be right yeah that's cool i like that and uh it's interesting i i i like ron's because ron had we we've already seen that he's good at chess yeah um mm-hmm him playing against Harry earlier in the movie. And in the book, they, they really talk about the relationship that Ron has with his chess pieces. Like mm-hmm. Harry's never played before and he's playing with Seamus Finnegan's pieces. And they're kind of trying to give him like, Oh, you should send this piece to this place. Like they're trying to give him pointers because they know yeah. he's not very good, but Ron's chess men, they know him. They're like, they're his, his team. They move when he tells them mm-hmm. to move. Like, uh, later on when we see, <laughs> they fear him. Yeah, he, he's 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 the commander directing the troops. Okay, can you we know? can we turn our attention real quick? About twenty four seconds in, there's a really cool sh- group, like almost like executive producer Joss Whedon shot of them all walking towards the camera, and Ron looks like a little pimp. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's got I'm such a, a like I don't give an f look on his face. Yes, I love it so much that they're heading toward the, the other chess pieces. It's great. Yeah. It's like a scene from Buffy and they're about to go do Bam. something. You know, just gonna, yeah. Yeah, yes. Exactly. They're going to go vanquish something. So oh, that makes me happy. So question, guys. Yeah. Uh, the part of the minute where Ron whips around and he's like, Harry, you go over that, Hermione, blah, 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 and starts like giving everyone like orders and really takes charge. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was the first seed of a moment where Hermione was like I would make out with him it's just like well hello like Mr. Take Charge yeah, yeah. I feel like this is definitely the f- this is definitely like Ron's first I, I called it his hero moment earlier but this is definitely like when he steps up no I don't know maybe maybe when he knocks the troll out when he does the Wingardium Leviosa right on the first try yeah, and saves her life 
Maybe that was. No, I think this one. Now that he's now that Nick's pointed it out, and I'm like, "Mm, if I'm Hermione and I have like experienced all these things with these two guys, I'm like, sure, the troll scene is like good, but it's like more of both of them, and like it's more of like that solidifies their friendship overall. Yeah, because he he, he didn't Ron like be in front of them, and he's like a commander of like an army, being like, you go over here, like the tactician. Yes. Then it's like, oh, well then, exactly. I actually want. I want more of Ron the strategist. Yeah, you think it's kind he of a would bummer. have more moments like that. It's a bummer that in the movies, especially in the books, is a little better. But in the, the, Ron really gets gets the short end of the stick. In, in mm-hmm. fact, I'm not surprised to hear that a lot of fans that just watch the movies don't like Ron. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that he doesn't get he doesn't get even as much to do in the movies as he does in the books. Like, yeah. I can't think of another moment where Ron is really like the the take charge character. Yeah, like I a, know like a all, all my female friends when these movies were coming out, and I was like in high school. Mm. All of my female friends like had huge, massive crushes on Rupert Grint, huh. not oh, Daniel Radcliffe. All yeah. liked Ron. Well, because Rupert's the because Rupert's like the down to earth, like like funny one. That's true. Rupert was the first one to smoke pot. <laughs> out of that trio yeah of the, of the three of them um, i can believe that <laughs> you know again it, be the bad influence to pass it yeah. to harry <laughs> yeah I, I i hold no judgment towards you know fans who haven't read the books or don't want to read the books there's no wrong way to like a thing but i will yeah. say that if you haven't read the books what you are missing that i think is the most underrated part is jk rowling's sense of humor yes uh, yeah like yeah. there's like ron is such a funny character in the books I like, agree. Uh, there's a great Tumblr called uh, Harry Potter books, but rejected dialogue. I, I'm going to butcher the title, but it's like stills from the movies with scenes that were just in the books. Oh, like, I've seen, oh. I've seen some of those. And it's so funny because like, there's all these little moments. Like there's a part in um, where it's them walking up the stairs and it's book six. And Ron's like, Hey, I'd be careful, man. Like Draco's a, a prefect now. Like he can make your life really difficult. And then Harry turns and he goes, I wonder what that would be like to lead a difficult life. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. We just talked about last week um, when they're in the Venomous Tentacula. Uh, mm-hmm. After Hermione gets free, she's thinking like, oh, like this uh, this plant doesn't like light. And Harry, well, Harry says like she's, she says that the plant lives in like dark and damp and harry goes so light a fire and she goes but there's no firewood and in the book ron's reply is like firewood you're a witch like what are you <laughs> yeah, talking about conjure a darn fire jesus christ yeah. you literally let our professor on fire earlier in this movie well, that was like a jarred thing that she had but she produced mm-hmm. the yeah. flame yeah uh, i think specifically in the book it's the same kind of flame that she yeah. uses to get rid of the venomous tentacula but i like it or uh the devil snare why do i keep saying tentacula devil snare that's what they were trapped in tentacula is um, way more of a that's definitely more points on the scrabble board i think right yeah <laughs> yeah we won't i don't think we actually see a venomous tentacula until slughorn is like snipping little mm-hmm. leaves off but i remember it being a common enemy in a lot of the games because it's like an obstacle you have to get around at the archaeology uh, class <laughs> yeah it's definitely I, uh, uh, present in the lego harry potter game yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna say an unpopular opinion. I think the coolest figure on this chessboard might be the the rook or the bishop. Hmm. Let me get a. The, I'm gonna pull back the, 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 the bishop. The bishop's the one holding up the three fingers and the staff. 
with like the Pope crown on it. Yes. I just just think he looks so pimp. (laughs) Oh, that's so that is that is pretty great. You know, it's interesting. I also Victoria, when we were watching this minute off mic, um, you you mentioned like Ron does give direction like you go here, you go there. And he's it's convenient he sends them to the empty pieces that are there's 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 empty spots on the chessboard like purposely do you think it's purposely well they they're obviously not there when they walk up so it's not like they pushed it out of the way well yes but 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 quarrel must have crossed this then were there two empty spaces when he was there how did he account for that there's got to be something that's uh that's bewitched that can sense how many people are coming in the room i don't know in the Uh, book see this is i don't i'm in the minority here i've had this conversation uh with fellow potter nerds and i've always been under the impression that quarrel cheated on all of them i i would not doubt that at all like, yeah, similar to how he similar to how he put the, Fluffy to sleep. I always thought that he showed up all of a sudden. Like nothing's destroyed. Yeah. There's no. no debris. Yeah, there is all across. That's why Harry asked if it's a graveyard. Yesterday, at the end of the minute, in the beginning of this one, all around the edges of the board is like broken pieces. Is it right? Is from it broken from past, pieces? past battles. Yeah, they're broken. I think I remember pieces. that. Um. In the book, the all the pieces are there, mm-hmm. and Ron makes the decision: you're going to be a rook, and you're going to be right. You're going to be the uh, the uh, the bishop, and yeah. and they take the places of those pieces. Those right. pieces leave the board in exchange, which makes more sense to me. Yeah, but you don't see that happening here. They're no, just empty. No, but I think it. I think it's it's kind of an unfortunate thing that that's not here. Like it doesn't. It's not necessary, but I think it's that it's another just another display of Ron like being the tactical because, thinker because like taking the time to be being like an empty spot where ron to take the place of the knight mm-hmm. there's still a horse there yeah. and he has to go on the horse not only not only does ron have to defeat like make like like win the chess match mm-hmm. like he's the he, neither of them are good at chess like ron yeah. has to be the one to play the match and and not only does he have to be able to like checkmate the king he's got to do it without losing Harry and Ron, or Harry and Hermione. So he picks yeah. pieces. He knows like that he, he can, can manipulate Hermione, around the board. He just can't lose Harry. Well, he doesn't know what's going to happen. Harry's yet the one if yeah. they... that needs to go on. He doesn't know if they're going to destroy each other. The pieces right. are going to be all destructed and whatever. Yeah. Until later. I feel like Harry and Hermione have like a really raw end of the stick because they're like they're they're just there. So like if he if Ron did mess up and the and the, the pieces are <laughs> going to hit them, they're going to hit them. <laughs> Well, yeah. they're gonna fly across. Yeah, the in um, so, the book, it makes a point that like there were a few close calls. Yeah, yeah, and and like going back to this is when Hermione was first wanting to make out with Ron. The fact that he does a good job of doing this, like he kind of, yeah. he kind of, he kind of killed, he kind of crushes this. Yeah, I oh, then make, that that sacrifice moment uh, definitely helps his case. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, total. That that's that's like that's boyfriend material. If he'll like, mm-hmm. if he'll sacrifice himself in a chess battle, chess battle. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely he's he's the uh, the shining star of this whole sequence. I love it. Do you think he's the way that he is in other movies because he knows that he peaked at like age eleven? Like, you think he like you think he I lays hope- awake at night being like, I still haven't done anything as cool as that as that chess thing. <laughs> It's the real reason he left a death behind. I haven't done anything in six years. That's the Harry name. One cool thing I've done since the chess thing. Name one cool thing. 
Well, whose fault is that, Ron? <laughs> I really want to come up with something else, but I I don't. <laughs> this, this is already his finest hour. I think it is. I think it might be. I I miss the fact that like I love her hair in this, like the bushiness oh, of it, it. and yeah. I wish it would have stayed that way. But of course, as she got older and them trying to like make everyone so down and pretty, mm-hmm. it's like we have to mm-hmm. comb your hair and make it look a lot nicer instead of bushy like it's supposed to be. I like, the but I love hair. her hair in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think she looks like a baby lion. Yes. <laughs> yes. About as fierce as one. Right. Mm-hmm. What if what if all of a sudden Emma Watson came out of on like the red carpet and she was rocking that look again? Oh, I thought I think it would be great <laughs> with so, this the striped sweater and the, the like. Hair. She's gonna wear she's gonna wear the striped sweater. She would own it. She would. Oh, she's that would actually be super adorable if we got them to like wear their costumes in part one, but like their size now. Yeah. Oh. Like hair, like Daniel Radcliffe wearing like the red sweater and like that the, red sweater. Yes, mm-hmm. and the red sweater pants. and khaki pants. Yeah, red sweater, mm-hmm. khaki pants, ready to roll. Looks like he works at Target. <laughs> Aww. I love Aww. that this was his battle outfit. <laughs> yep, he looks like he's about to take like a family Christmas photo at a Sears. <laughs> but does. no, this is this is what I do to go against well, he... some dire circumstances. Yeah. Here. Yeah, this is, they left, they left. I need to be comfortable. They left the Gryffindor common room knowing that they were going to have these traps to get through, knowing that they needed to, like, from their perspective, beat Snape to the stone. And this is what he puts on. No, we we already talked about how ill-prepared they were. They didn't bring anything to lull Fluffy to sleep. No. No. They didn't do anything there. They didn't bring any kind of weapons. No. They don't have, uh... Just nothing. They left nothing. the cloak behind. They don't have yeah. the cloak. They don't have yeah. anything. It's like, and you guys are the her... worst prepared people right yeah. now. And, and I love Hermione's like leggings and like her like shoes. Like, looks like she's wearing like Sunday shoes. Mm hmm. Those are not shoes to get into trouble with. No. Oh. And Harry looks like he's going to catechism. At, at least Ron <laughs> looks like he's wearing clothes that, like, if it got a hole in it, it's like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. it's like a Ron's flannel and a t shirt. Ron's kind of like, wearing what. Yeah, Ron's kind of wearing what there with everyone was going to be wearing in a couple movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's already doing it. He's already yeah, he's like, you guys are you guys got to start dressing to run and move. Like it's because it's because they dress like muggles. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, no man, there's stuff out here. You got to wear jeans and running shoes. <laughs> yeah. I'm always ready to go. Yeah, you should be always more prepared. <laughs> My brother like tames dragons and stuff. Exactly. Like you never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> no. He car- oh, man. he carries some kind of like witch a oh, wizard version of a Swiss army knife. Like mm-hmm. oh, I don't know what that would have in there, but it's gonna be magical. At the uh, <laughs> at the end of the minute when he says like oh, I'm gonna be a knight, he almost kinda does like a blue steel look. <laughs> he uh I I think I made a note. Let me see if I if that was in this minute. I'm pretty sure when he says that, he kind of like gulps. Like he's he's confident. He's like, I'm gonna yeah. be a knight. Like this is the hero thing, but he's still afraid. He knows that this is like a dangerous situation they're in. So yeah, I, I feel like in, in part two especially, he becomes like such a like a crybaby. Mm-hmm. And I like in this one, he it, he has like again like Ron was always he sort of represented the audience. Yeah. Like, and his 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 cow it's not he's not he's not a coward he's not afraid but he is like a little bit like i'm not the main character like some bad stuff could happen to me yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um and then in chamber of secrets I really he's love like it. weeping at times 
Yeah. It's unfortunate because because we've talked about this too. Like over the course of these movies, Ron does sort of get like less and less to do. And then even with uh with by the time like of Cursed Child, he's just eating every time we ever see him. Like there is no none of this this Ron, this like brilliant sort of like he's he is taking charge in this moment he is going to be the the one that's going to lead them through the b- this the, the ballsy run yeah it's <laughs> yeah, gone I'd be, I'd be interested to like sit down with jk rowling and just be like like like, like what happened like what do you think how did the character change in your head like by the end of this because like it, it, it's clear by curse of child which i really enjoy by the way i'm in the minority of i i really love both acts of curse of child and that uh, was a lot of fun yeah it was a lot of fun but ron is a nothing character in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's so sad. And it's a bummer. It's a bummer because it's like, oh, that this is what J.K. Rowling thinks Ron becomes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Hermione becomes the president. Mm-hmm. And he's just this, like, kind of frumpy He's the, he's dad. the first man. <laughs> yeah. Like, think about it. Like, he's, he's the equivalent of, like, Michelle Obama or, like, Bill Clinton. You know, mm-hmm. like... Bill Clinton is is still involved in a lot of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it just it seems to me it's weird that he's just like I just picture almost like Ron's Simpson. just Ron in Cursed Child feels like my dad. He's just like, like the, the manager of a store. He's like the creepy uncle. Like it, it yeah, it's kind of uh, it, what a fall. Like maybe this <laughs> really is his peak. Like this, this is, is it. We get this moment. And we get when he kills the Horcrux in the end, and like that's it. This is like his, uh, like like his high school football game where he like want, where he like caught the touchdown pass. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's gonna be like what what, what were the name of his of his kids? I forgot. Um, Rose and Hugo. Rose and Hugo. Uh, <laughs> I know. I like the name Rose. Yeah. I'm not big on the Hugo. What like what what what's wrong? I don't know, Fred. Like yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Just you know, someone well, in your life. I assume Fred is just short for Frederick. Or <laughs> well, I think something. I think George names one of his kids Fred, right? Okay. I think so. I mean, that yes, yes. I'm he sure does. George. I'm sure he accidentally oh, he named a lot of things Fred in the years following. True. Oh. Uh, oh, that. Oh, let's not even talk uh, about that. That happens in a long sorry. time. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, man, what a bummer. I mean, I just imagined him just like drinking like a Coors Light, being like, "I was like, money, you be." <laughs> I said, I'm going to be a knight. Get up, I'll come up on the horse, and I'll just wreck. I'll kill all the little dead. <laughs> just like the Hugo and Rose are just like really uncomfortable. Just like, Aww. Weak. Okay, dead. Aww, poor Ron. <laughs> it's like total but war the, stories. <laughs> yeah, but for one, for one beautiful moment, man, he was infinite. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Well, uh, I think we'll continue this Ron discussion tomorrow. We still have a couple yeah. more minutes this week that uh, that we get to see him in action, and I'm excited. So let's let's wrap this one up. I think. Let's do it. Let's do it. As I said yesterday, you can find all of us, you guys, at Harry. Uh, no, well, not Harry Potter. Well, you can find us at Harry Potter Minute. You can find the rest of us. You can find Nick over at uh, JulianGenre.com with Back to the Future Minute and the upcoming Cornetto Minute, which I think is a. Uh, Really exciting. You guys will be starting that probably right before we do Chamber of Secrets. Yes, we're we're hoping for a Halloween. We're doing like a we're doing something really weird. We're doing like a preamble or like a series of singles before putting out the album where okay. we're gonna be talking where we're gonna be talking about space 
the uh, the Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, uh, Jessica Hines, Nate Stevenson series that yeah. uh, pr- that came before Shaun of the Dead. And Scott and I were like, we're going to talk about it all the time anyway, so let's just review it. So we're going to be reviewing S- Spaced once a week leading up to Shaun of the Dead minute. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so everyone go uh, keep an eye out for that over at Dueling Genre and uh, come back tomorrow and join us for minute 123. Harry Potter Sorcerer's Stone. Bye, guys. All right. Mischief, Mischief managed. managed. <laughs> Mischief managed. Dueling Genre.